It's not the name I was born with, but that's another story. I'm a mage, a diviner. Some people call mages like me oracles or seers or probability mages if they want to be really wordy, and that's fine too, just as long as they don't call me a fortune teller. I'm not the only mage in the country, but as far as I know, I'm the only one who runs a shop. Mages like me aren't common but we aren't as rare as you might think, either. We look the same as anyone else, and if you passed one of us on the street, odds are you'd never know it. Only if you were very observant would you notice something a little off, a little strange, and by the time you took another look, we'd be gone. It's another world, hidden within your own, and most of those who live in it don't like visitors. Those of us who do like visitors have to advertise— and it's tricky to find a way of doing it that doesn't make you sound crazy. The majority rely on word of mouth, though younger mages use the internet. I've even heard of one guy in Chicago who advertises in the phone book under Wizard, though that's probably an urban legend. Me, I have my shop. Wiccans and pagans and New Agers are common enough nowadays that people accept the idea of a magic shop— or at least they understand that the weirdos have to buy their stuff from somewhere. Of course, they take it for granted that it's all a con, and that the stuff in my shop is no more magical than an old pair of socks, and, for the most part, they're right. But the stuff in my shop that isn't magical is good camouflage for the stuff that is. Like the thing sitting upstairs in a little blue lacquered cylinder that can grant any five wishes you ask. If that ever got out, I'd have much worse problems than the occasional snigger. The futures had settled and the phone was going to ring in about thirty seconds. I settled down comfortably, and when the phone rang, let it go twice before picking up. Hey! Hi, Alex, Luna's voice said into my ear. Are you busy? Not even a little. How's it going? Can I ask a favour? I was going through a place in Clapham and found something— "'Can I bring it over?' "'Right now?' "'That's not a problem, is it?' "'Not really. Is there a rush?' "'No. Well,' Luna hesitated, "'the thing makes me a bit nervous. I'd feel better if it was with you.' "'I didn't even have to think about it. Like I said, it was a slow day. "'You remember the way to the park?' "'The one near your shop?' "'I'll meet you there. Where are you?' "'Still in Clapham. I'm just about to get on my bike.' So, one and a half hours. You can make it before sunset if you hurry. I think I am going to hurry. I'm not sure. Luna's voice trailed off, then firmed. Okay, see you soon. She broke the connection. I held the phone in my hand, looking at the display. Luna works for me on a part-time basis, finding items for me to sell, though I don't think she does it for the money. Either way, I couldn't remember her ever being this nervous about one— it made me wonder exactly what she was carrying. You can think of magical talent as a pyramid. Making up the lowest and biggest layer are the normals. If magic is colours, these are the people born colourblind. They don't know anything about magic, and they don't want to, thank you very much. They've got plenty of things to deal with already, and if they do see anything that might shake the way they look at things, they convince themselves they didn't see it double-quick. This is maybe 90% of the adult, civilized world. Next up on the pyramid 
are the sensitives, the ones who aren't colorblind. Sensitives are blessed, or cursed, depending how you look at it, with a wider spectrum of vision than normals. They can feel the presence of magic, the distant power in the sun and the earth and the stars, the warmth and stability of an old family home, the lingering wisps of death and horror at a dark ritual site. Most often they don't have the words to describe what they feel, but two sensitives can recognize each other by a kind of empathy, and it makes a powerful bond. Have you ever felt a connection to someone as though you shared something even though you didn't know what it was? It's like that. Above the sensitives on the magical pecking order are the adepts. These guys are only one percent or so, but unlike sensitives, they can actually channel magic in a subtle way. Often it's so subtle they don't even know they're doing it.